Thank you, Jesus. 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 We praise you, Father. 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 Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your presence that is here. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bread of heaven, feed me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Bread of heaven, feed me till I overflow. Fill my cup. Fill it up and make me whole. Bread of heaven, feed me till I overflow. Fill my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are our strength. You are our strength. You are our strength. You are our portion forever. The mighty one of Israel. The one who conquered death and the grave. You are in our midst, O Lord, we praise you. We ask you, Father, that you have your way. Have your way, have your way, have your way at this hour. May the Spirit of the Almighty God do a glorious work of Father in the lives of the people today. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We commit ourselves into your hands. I come against all the forces of darkness, every demonic spirit that is warring against our spirit, souls, bodies, and minds. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that your word be given unhindered to your people, that your word be received unhindered by your people. Lord, the purpose with which you are sending your word tonight, may that be accomplished. We commit ourselves into your hands. Birth in your people, your eternal purposes of God. We thank you, Lord. 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 Father, we praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Bind all the works of darkness in Jesus' name. I bind all the works of darkness in Jesus' name. I bind all the works of darkness in Jesus' name. Lord, magnify Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Praise be to God. The Lord just gave the word, so I'm going to... Go to the chapter. John chapter 6, verse 16 onwards. John chapter 6, verse 16 onwards. And read it. Now when evening came, his disciples went down 
to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because a great wind was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat. And they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. Our God is a God of supernatural, wondrous, miraculous wonders. Our God is a God of supernatural, wondrous, miraculous wonders. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. We might have heard this over and over again many times, no matter how many times we might have heard it. It's a fact that our Jesus Christ is unchanging. When you think about all the miracles that God did in the Bible, when you think about all the dead that Jesus raised, one can ask this question, why is not Jesus doing this to everybody? Jesus answered this question. Even today, people, many people who are skeptical, who really are against Jesus Christ, will ask this question. Oh, if God is God, why are hospitals not empty? Jesus answered this question very um, beautifully. He said, there were many lepers in Israel, but Elijah was sent to Naaman, the Syrian, only one leper. There were many widows in Israel, but Elijah was sent only to one widow, one widow, and she's the widow of Zarephath. Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, came to this world to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to open the eyes of the blind, to cleanse the lepers. But did he raise every dead person? No. Did he heal every sick person? No. This is how it works. The Bible says, All those who touched the hem of his garment, all of them got healed. Your participation in your miracle is essential for your healing. If you are taking notes, write this down. My active participation in my healing is essential when it comes to receiving my miracle. All those who touched the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ, all of them got healed. Which means, all those who touched the hem of his garment with expectation that I'm going to be healed, I want to be healed, I know I will get healed, and therefore I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, all of them got healed. So it requires faith. Faith in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. When the disciples were there with Jesus, when the common people were there with Jesus, you don't see Jesus coming on the water, walking on water. You don't see that. 
There are certain miracles that Jesus performed only when the disciples were there. There were certain miracles that Jesus performed only when three of his disciples were there. Our God is a God who sees the hearts of men, who scans every motive, and who rewards each person according to their faith. He rewards every person according to his or her faith. So, Jesus Christ did not walk on water in front of everyone, but he walked on water in front of his disciples, honoring their faith. What did they place their faith upon? How do you know they had faith? When Jesus went and called the disciples, when he went to Matthew and he said, Matthew, follow me. Matthew had faith in Jesus Christ. He left his career and he followed Jesus. When Jesus went to Peter and he said, Peter, follow me. Peter left his boat and he followed Jesus. Jesus Christ went to each and every disciple, including Judas. And he said, follow me. They all had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and they left everything and followed Jesus Christ. That's why they saw the miracle that no one else saw. Only his disciples got to see Jesus walk on water. And out of all the disciples, when we look at it, there were three disciples who were closer, who had greater faith. They were the three that Jesus would take them to important places where he would do an outstanding miracle. May God bless us at this hour to understand what the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts tonight. In this chapter, as we read, keep your eyes open to what God wants to speak to you, particularly what God wants to speak to you and how that is going to apply to you and what you have to do, what conditions you have to meet in order to make that your own. God is looking for all those whose hearts are loyal towards him and all those who have faith in him. Only if you have faith in him, you can be loyal towards him. If you really have faith in him, then you will be loyal towards him. So that evening, his disciples went down to the sea. So from wherever they were, maybe from the mountainside, they went down to the sea to cross over to the other side. So they got into the boat and went over the sea towards Capernaum. So they had work that needs to be done there. Jesus Christ would have told them, go there and I'll be there. And Jesus went alone to pray and the disciples went ahead of him. And then when these people were obedient and they did what Jesus told them to do, got on the boat and they started going towards Capernaum. It became dark and Jesus had not come to them. So they were leaving where they were to go where they were supposed to without Jesus Christ. Now we see two instances in the Bible where when Jesus was in the boat, there came a storm. And we see in this chapter when Jesus was not in the boat, there came a storm. But the point is, whether Jesus was physically with them or not, Jesus Christ was with them 
by the covenant that he had made with the disciples and the disciples with him, which was they left everything to follow him and Jesus made sure that he will protect them. He will feed them. He will nourish them. He will grow them. If we have made a commitment to God and we are faithful in that commitment, God who is overseeing our lives will honor that commitment when I say honor the commitment is those who keep the commitment he will honor that commitment and he will bless us in a substantial way so that we can be a blessing to God Almighty so the disciples who left everything to follow Jesus Christ now they were commissioned by Jesus Christ to go to a certain place And they all go without Jesus. But if Jesus tells us to go, that means he is with us. You know why? Because the word became flesh and dwelt among men. If God tells us to do something, we do it. Guess who is with us? Jesus is with us. Why? Because his word becomes our platform. His word becomes our mode of transportation. His word carries us through. When he tells us to do something, that is Jesus himself. His word is with us. So, He told the disciples do something and they're all going with Jesus physically not with them. But Jesus Christ, his word is with them and they're all going. So in spite of the word of God with them, there came a storm. And the storm was scary because the wind was so great, it was blowing. So when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. So it's so scary. They are three or four miles there, and they don't know what to do now, because the boat can capsize any time. They are troubled by the fact that This is happening and Jesus is not there. But the Lord who gave the word to the disciples, saying that, go there, I'll be there, was with them. With them. It was only a matter of time that he opened the eyes of the disciples to see him walking on the water. Suddenly they're saying, but you know what? They were not able to see clearly. When you are filled with fear, you will not be able to see God. When you are filled with fear, you will not be able to see God. Even if God is in front of you, it will appear like a ghost to you. When you are filled with fear, it will disable your capacity of connecting with God, communicating with God. Because fear is a spirit. God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. What kind of a spirit are we having? If we have fearful spirit, then that spirit is not of God. Spirit of unbelief is another big one. When you have a spirit of unbelief, then that is not the spirit of God. Don't entertain that. The disciples, when they had this unbelief and fear, all of a sudden it's like cataract. On their eyes, like they're not able to see clearly. They can see a form, but they were not able to recognize their Lord. They were not able to see that it was Jesus who was walking on water. Jesus was walking on the sea, 
and they saw Jesus, but they were very, very afraid. And then he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Because they were so scared, Jesus had to speak his word again to drive out that fear. In order for the spirit of fear to leave, the word of God must be brought into the scene. How can you drive out the spirit of fear? By actively inviting the word of God into your life. How can you drive out anxiety? How can you drive out fear? How can you drive out lies of the enemy? How can you drive out whatever is harassing you? By bringing the word of God into your life. God had to say something. Jesus here spoke. The word of God spoke again. The very word of God, who is Jesus himself, who said... I'm going to be there. We have work to do. You go ahead. Was with them. The very same Jesus is now coming towards them. They're not able to see. He opened their eyes of understanding. They're able to see, not able to see clearly. Now, he had to speak. When he spoke, fear that they had departed. All of a sudden, the very same Jesus that they were not able to see. They were able to recognize, this is Jesus. This is our Jesus. And they willingly received him into the boat. Fear was gone. This is not a ghost. This is not something that we don't know. This is our Jesus. And they willingly received him into the boat. And immediately, the boat was at the land where they were going. Praise be to God. A miracle took place instantaneously. When the Bible says immediately, it means immediately. Jesus Christ, the Word of God, He came to His disciples. After He spoke the Word, when the fear was removed from their lives, faith became the platform where Christ walked and came to them. If you want God to do something in your life, it is important for fear to become non-existent in your life. You need to be a person of faith in order for you to not have fear and to be a person of faith. You must be a person of the Word of God. It's not about what you feel, how you feel, what you think, and how anyone else thinks, and what you say, what they say, doesn't matter at all. The all equals zero. But only one thing matters. There's only one thing that can give you wings to soar in the spiritual realm. There's only one thing that can give you legs to run in the supernatural realm. And you call that faith. When I say faith, faith equals obedience. Faith is real faith as long as it shows itself in obedience. And you call that genuine faith or active faith. Not a dead faith, but active faith. So, Jesus Christ tells the people here who are filled with fear, It's I, don't be afraid. That one sentence of Jesus Christ drove that spirit of fear away. Why? Let me tell you this. The word that Jesus spoke was the truth. Jesus said this, You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When Jesus speaks the truth, lies are broken off. 
the shackles are broken. When Jesus speaks the truth, the truth comes in and it sets the person free from the bondage of fear. Gone. And the truth that Jesus spoke was, don't be afraid, it is I. What the disciples do? They received that word. They received that word. They believed that this is Jesus. Their eyes were opened. When he said, don't be afraid, they stopped being afraid because faith grew suddenly. They heard the voice of the Savior, their master. They said, this is our Jesus. This is our Jesus. Even though they were not able to recognize him, just right before that, when Jesus spoke, something happened to their spiritual senses. Something happened internally. All of a sudden, they're able to see and recognize that which they were not able to. All of a sudden, from having fear, they switched to having faith and joy. Happily, all of a sudden, I'm so happy. Let me tell you this. The Spirit of the Lord is bringing these things before us this night, so it's very important that you really take note. Jesus Christ, when He spoke the word, He not only dispelled fear out of the hearts of the disciples, He imported faith into the hearts of His disciples. This is what the Word of God will do. The Word of God will remove Satan out of your life and it will bring the presence of God into your life. When you give room to the Word of God, genuinely give room to the Word of God, priority to the Word of God and believe the Word of God, the Word of God will break your shackles and will bring healings. That means it will drive out the demon that is causing sickness and he will bring the presence of God that will bring healing. Both are necessary. Both the steps are necessary. The enemy has to be kicked out and God has to come in in order to bring healing to your body. Healing to your mind. Healing to your spirit. Healing to your soul. Thirdly, when Jesus came, not only fear left, internal affliction of the enemy left, but also the affliction of the enemy with the surrounding realm also stopped. Suddenly, 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 it became calm. Suddenly, 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 whatever the enemy was trying to slow down the journey of the disciples, suddenly, the journey was supernaturally accelerated. Suddenly, Satan tried to slow it down. He tried to halt and he brought the storm and everything. Just like how he suddenly brought the storm, suddenly, the storm ceased when Jesus spoke to them saying, don't be afraid, it is I. The internal storm ceased and the external storm ceased. This is the prophecy God is giving to us for this month of August. Take this very seriously. This is for the month of August and for the season, for the season that God has for us. The Lord Jesus Christ is here to speak his word into our lives. But it is very important not to be distant from God. If you're distant from God, you'll be just like the disciples. Yes, Lord, I will do it. Yes, Lord, I will do it. Yes, Lord, I'm going and everything. But you know what? You're not able to recognize when your Lord is coming, walking on the water, yeah, towards you. The very problem that the enemy brings before you, God is using the very problem as his horse. 
the very waters that are boisterous, coming furiously against the disciples of the Lord Jesus. Whose disciples are God's disciples, Jesus' disciples who've left everything. And this water is coming to threaten them, saying that, you know what, I'm going to sink you here. This sea is going to be your graveyard. Watch what I'm going to do. And the sea is raging. Guess who is riding on that sea? My God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. Your very problem will be a gateway to the revelation of God, gateway to the glory of God being revealed, gateway to God himself coming right to where you are in the midst of your problem. But you know, a lot of people don't want problems. I want everybody to love me. I want everybody to pat me on my back. I want everybody to smile at me. I want everybody to be happy with me. Well, you will have to live in an imaginary island at that point. If you are called to be a child of God, understand that we are called to suffer for His name. Suffer for righteousness, that's a whole different thing. That's because you are worshipping Jesus, because you're living a pure life, because you're holy, Satan will come. That's suffering for the name of Christ. That's suffering for Christ's sake. That's the kind of suffering that God has for His people in order to crown them with His glory. Very important. There are others. Being His disciples. Going on a mission. To fulfill the will of God. And they're going. While they're going, suddenly the enemy is coming. Furiously, he says, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to kill you. If I can't kill you, I will slow you down. Look what's going to happen. You can't get to the other side. That's what the sea is saying at this point. So with the heavy wind blowing and the boat is rocking back and forth, you think the boat is going to go at full speed? No. All of a sudden, everything slows down. The boat is probably going like this. And it appears as if they're going to go down. The wind is so heavy. It's so hard to roll. The boat, you can't move forward. What's happening? There's a slowdown taking place all of a sudden. Have you seen while you're driving? You're just going according to your speed limit, 65 or 60. And all of a sudden you see the traffic slow down suddenly we think what happened i was going fine what happened now it's like five miles an hour suddenly at least you know you're going to reach your destination but for these disciples it became life and death there but in the midst of that chaotic situation jesus came if we don't have eyes to see that god is working all things together for my good and for his glory do you believe the scripture or not If you believe the scripture, then you will rejoice in tribulation. You will rejoice in every circumstance. For God said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Be happy all the time. I can not be happy. Because in the midst of whatever is happening, my God will show himself strong. God's word says he will show himself strong on behalf of all those whose hearts are loyal towards him. If your heart is loyal towards him, God will show himself really strong on your behalf. Jesus Christ came on the sea. When the sea was so boisterous, he had control over the sea. He dominated the sea. He stepped on that very sea that was coming aggressively against his disciples. Hey, don't touch my disciples. They are the apple of my eye. He came as a victorious king, walking on that very boisterous sea. Full control.
But the disciples, they lost sight of Jesus. They didn't even think that this could be Jesus. They're all so scared and now when they see Jesus coming, they're not even able to see Jesus. There's a dullness. There's a dimness. That's what fear will do. That's what unbelief will do. That's what panicking spirit will do. It's important to be men and women of faith. Faith in the Most High God. Did He say, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Did He say that? Do you believe that He said that? If He said that, then what He said is true. That means He is with you. As long as you're with Him, He will be with you. Did He say that? Yes. If you are not with Him, then He's not going to be with you. If you're going to do unclean things, then He's not going to be with you. But if you are faithful to God, if you walk in holiness, then He will be with you. Jesus Christ, according to His Word, showed Himself so real to His disciples. He said, You, my disciples, you are going on a mission because I told you to do so and you have done this in obedience to my word. How will I let you down? I will come and I will defend my people. And he came to defend his disciples. Had he come? He walked on that very boisterous water. He stepped on it. He walked on it showing that I am the Lord of this sea of Galilee. Our all-powerful God will step right not only into your circumstance, but on your circumstance when the circumstance goes against you. When the enemy uses that circumstance to make that circumstance devour you, God will devour that circumstance and cause you to thrive in the midst of that circumstance. What will happen? The very circumstance bows down to God. And because you have bowed down to God Almighty, it will bow down to you through the God you worship. If you are faithful to him. There's a prophecy God is giving to our church at this time. Whatever your situation is, don't keep your eyes on your situation. If you keep your eyes on your situation, you're going to lose track, lose sight of the Lord of glory who actually is about to do something for you. You'll be thinking something else is happening when actually he's working things out for your good and for his glory. How many of you can really believe that in the midst of a devouring situation, my mighty deliverer will come and he will devour my enemy. He will devour the boisterous sea. He will bring calm. Not only will he bring calm, all of a sudden he'll redeem that wasted time. All of a sudden, whatever caused that loss of time, caused everything to slow down. All of a sudden, something supernatural happens. All of them landed immediately. Where? They landed. The boat landed the shore. Immediately. Not only did they gain the time that they lost, but they got much more supernaturally. There was a, a, a divine push that came from God. All of a sudden. Just like how Elijah ran ahead of the chariot by the supernatural power of the, God, power of the Lord Almighty. Jesus Christ, the moment he got into that boat... Suddenly, supernaturally, the boat that was there somewhere in the middle, all of a sudden, it came to the end of the shore. There's a supernatural work of God Almighty. God was able to take Philip from one place to the other, carried by the wind. 
Elijah was a prophet who was carried by the Spirit of God. The king would say, I don't know, he comes and he suddenly disappears. I don't know when he comes and when he goes. Our God is a miracle-working God. We must keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you lose sight of the Lord God Almighty, who not only calms the storm, but who walks on water. Not only did Jesus walk on water, but Jesus calmed the storm and he caused the people to reach the shore in no time. Not only was the wasted time redeemed, something significant took place. All of a sudden, there's a shift from the sea to the land. Only God can do that. When you have your relationship with the supernatural almighty God, and you believe in Him, refusing to look at what is happening here, you are looking for the Redeemer to appear before you. Let me tell you, your redemption will draw it nigh. Why? Because your expectation is of Him and it shall not be cut off. But for those who are consumed with the problem, even if the Savior is right there, their eyes will be dull, the ears will be dull, no matter how many messages they hear, it's not going to sink in. I don't understand, I don't understand, I don't understand, I can't understand. And God has to say from there, fear not, it is I. Only after that, they understand, oh, it is God. That is the grace of God. And all of a sudden that fear leaves, faith comes in, Jesus comes in because of that. If they would have continued in fear and doubt, Jesus wouldn't have gotten into the boat. But they participated in their miracle. They believed in God. They believed in what Jesus said. And because of that, Jesus came into their boat. And because Jesus came into their boat, all of a sudden their wasted time is redeemed. All of a sudden, not only did the sea become calm, but they reached the shore in no time. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. We need to be people of faith, people who walk by faith and not by sight. People who go by the leading of the Spirit of God, having ears to hear, eyes to see what no man can see in the natural realm. Only God can see in the spiritual realm. But those who are born of God, who walk in the Spirit, will see what is happening in the spiritual realm and will walk by faith, walk right into the miracle that God has for them. It takes time sometimes, but it happens. Jesus had to walk and Jesus had to come. He saw them walking. Between the time they saw Jesus walking, Jesus talking, Jesus coming in the boat, suddenly something happened once. Their faith became so real. Jesus became so real to them. All of a sudden, whatever the enemy tried to do, it all got not only cancelled, but it even became better. Or they lost or wasted time was not only redeemed, not only recovered, but was given back to them in a multiplied manner. This is a prophecy that God is giving to our church at this hour. 
to those who are faithful in what God has given, to those who really keep their eyes on Jesus Christ and not on their problems, to those who keep their eyes on Jesus Christ and look for Christ in the midst of what is happening, look for His will, look for Him in the midst of what is happening, to them God will reveal Himself and they'll be able to see clearly. They will be able to do what Christ did. That's number one. Number two is, those who are filled with fear, out of God's mercy, God will say, it is I. That means, he's giving a revelation out here. He's giving his word there. Here. That's like a rope that Jesus throws and he says, here, catch. If you can't walk on water, if you don't have the faith to walk on water, he'll say, here, I'm giving you the rope. Hold on to that. At that point, those who have fear should hold on to the rope. But if you say that, well, I don't know how secure that rope is, and what if I cast a rope in, then that rope cuts off, and I don't know, I don't even know how to swim, and I don't know what it is. There's so many people who think so many negative things, even before anything would even come to pass. I think hundred different things before even a point, a, 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 before point one percent of whatever they thought actually even started to happen. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Where is your faith? Where are you placing your faith? Upon what are you placing your faith? Are your eyes open to God? Are your eyes open to the natural realm? Constantly looking at the natural realm. All the time looking at the natural realm. Or are your eyes upon God? All the time looking at the supernatural realm. Our God is about to do something big. He's about to do something glorious. He's about to do something extraordinary in the lives of those who would say, Lord, in the midst of this boisterous wind, where is Jesus? Jesus said he's coming. Where is Jesus? He should be coming. When you see someone walking, that's probably Jesus because he said he's coming. That's faith. That's faith. But your eyes are full of fear and cloudy Even when Jesus comes close, you won't be able to recognize Him. Because fear will put a veil over your eyes. Veil over your spiritual mind. Veil over your heart. That you will not be able to see your Lord. May God speak to your heart at this hour. And move you forward from where you are to where you need to be in order to become what Christ has called you to be, to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish, by stepping into God's realm. That means getting out of your realm, getting out of the realm of unbelief, getting into the realm of faith, placing your faith upon His living word, placing your trust in whatever He has promised that He is able to keep His promises. He is able to fulfill His promises, bring to pass what He has spoken. Our God is a mighty warrior. He is the Lord God Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The great I Am, when He says something, He does it. But it only happens in the lives of those who believe in Him. Many widows were there in Israel. 
But Elijah the prophet was not sent to any of the widows except for one widow. She was the widow of Zarephath. Many lepers were there in Israel. But Elijah the prophet was not sent to any one of them except for Naaman the Syrian. God is looking for people who look for him, who have faith in him, who wait for him, and who would receive what he has with faith, with God, looking for him, listening to him, believing in him, and doing what Christ has called you to do will cause you not only to go to the other side, will cause you not only see the storm seas, will cause Christ to be with you in a more substantial manner, will cause you to redeem that which you lost in a multiplied manner, and do that which God has called you to do. Every miracle will lead to greater presence of God in the lives of God's people when they have that supernatural encounter with God Almighty. May God take this word that He has spoken today, drive it deep into your spirit, that you don't take what God has spoken lightly, but take it very seriously, because to those who really believe in what God has spoken, God will bring this word that He has spoken this day to pass. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Father, thank you, Lord, for what you have spoken tonight. Lord, I pray that you will take this word that you have spoken. Let this enter into good ground, Lord, I pray. Cause your people to flourish before you. Cause your people to thrive before you. Cause your people to walk by faith and not by sight. To walk in obedience to the living God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I shut down every voice of unbelief in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I shut down every work of unbelief in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Father, I pray, Heavenly Father, that the Spirit of the living God may do a mighty work. Mighty work. Mighty work, mighty work, mighty work, mighty work in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the lives of your people, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do a mighty work in Jesus' name. Do a mighty work in Jesus' name. Do a mighty work in Jesus' name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That every eye that has become dim may receive its sight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that they may see the Lord God Almighty in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That the promise that you have promised your people, not only for this month, but this will continue into the season. The fulfillment of this word we shall see with our own eyes. That God will not only redeem that which we have lost, the time that we have lost, but He will give it to us in a multiplied manner. Hallelujah. That you will speed up things according to heaven's speed. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father. 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 
Thank you, Father. And that boisterous sea shall be subdued by the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That he will ride on it. He will step on it. He will walk on it. Hallelujah. Having power over it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And he silence. He will silence that boisterous sea. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For your glory. And for your honor. For your kingdom. For the expansion of your kingdom. You will do this, O oh God. And I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hands. And I pray may your people continue to be diligent with the things of God. Be diligent in studying the word of God. Be diligent in training themselves to walk by faith and not by sight. To hear the voice of the Savior. Hallelujah. To have the faith in the midst of the boisterous wind. In the midst of everything that looks opposite. May people look for Jesus who said, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We commit ourselves into your hands. I pray that the same presence of God that is here may rest upon your people. Be with each one of them, O God, as they sleep, O Lord. May they sleep in your presence. When they wake up, and they wake up in your presence. O Father, I pray that the faith of your people may be built up, that they may see Christ in a more closer manner in the days to come, especially in this month and in the months to come. So as your servant, I pronounce this blessing upon your people this night, that they may walk by faith and not by sight and redeem everything that God wants to in a multiplied manner. And you're the Lord God of times and seasons. And you will speed things up for your people to those who wait with expectation. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank Jesus. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Thank you, Jesus. the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us all. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. Amen. Amen. Amen.